When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, same intro, but it is a new era, believe it or not. This is the first, technically speaking, this is the first brand new show of the Second Print Comics Club era, and this is the Silver Age Spotlight. I'm calling this issue one, even though, or issue one, you see, this is how you know what's old is new, what's new is old. I'm still confusing episodes and issues. I'm going to call this episode one of the Silver Age Spotlight, even though my guest here and I, Eric, have have sort of dived into some Silver Age stuff before, but we're going to make it official. This is the, the start of an era. It's a new year, new start. Eric, how's it going? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Mark? I'm doing fine. More than fine, actually. Fine. Why did I say fine? Wow. Scratch that from the record. If I was editing this, I would edit that out and, and, and say I'm doing fantastic because it's an exciting new era. I'm appreciative of everybody who has carried over and uh, stuck with us here in the Second Print Comics Club as we go sort of behind the paywall. We'll still be doing some public facing content and whatnot, but the perks let me tell you, they are they are on the way. They are coming. Uh, so get excited about that. You can check out all the levels. If you haven't yet, we have adjusted all the levels on Patreon. The only thing that's changed is more things. <laughs> you get more stuff. So check that all out. And in the meantime, you're going to get a bunch more exclusive bonus content, such as this program right here. So, Eric, I, I, as this being the inaugural edition of the Silver Age Spotlight Show, I decided to let you. Well, you we kind of both picked it. You gave me two yeah. options and then I narrowed it down. So why, why don't you tell me the, the two picks we had, first of all, and then I'll. Yeah. So the, so the two picks that we had is we had uh, Green Lantern number 59, which is the first appearance of Mark's favorite Green Lantern, Guy Gardner. Favorite human. Favorite, favorite human. Mythological. Sorry. I stand corrected. I like him in all man. It doesn't matter if he doesn't have the, even when he's just getting hit by a bus and going to the hospital, I still and it doesn't even have his bowl cut. I still appreciate the man. That's right. <laughs> and then the second choice um, is showcase number four. Did you have any idea what showcase number four was before, before I mentioned you mentioned it? I did not, but it has several notes of significance. Does it not? It sure does. So it is heralded as the issue that kind of rushed in the silver age in comic books um it also is the first appearance of barry allen the flash so it is a pretty significant book uh in comic book lore so why why is this obviously this was retroactive they didn't the day this was released they didn't say we're beginning the silver age so why is this particular book considered the beginning of the silver age you know, I think it's because it's a it's a classic story. It comes around the time frame that the Silver Age was kind of ushered in. 
where there was a rebirth of different heroes. This was a different take on the flesh. You were going from Jay Garrick to Barry Allen. Um, and you were seeing just kind of like a change in the superhero mantra. Um, so I think that's kind of a little bit why by simplifying it as to why this is considered, you know, one of those first books. It was also one of the earliest ones. This one came out in um, October 1956 or September 1956. Yeah, says, uh, the publication date is September 10th, 1956. Yep. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. Time. Yeah, the cover, the cover on the back book. In time. If I could go back in time, I would just tell my, I would do like a, a Back to the Future 2 type scenario, but instead of betting, I would tell my dad. I wouldn't do any of this weird stuff where I hook up with my mom. I would skip all that stuff. I would, But I would tell my dad, uh, since he's probably the only one I know who was alive then, I would tell my dad to pick up this book and like every other book and preserve them, you know, and then just trust me. Some, trust me. Give these to your son someday. Absolutely. Not your daughter, your son. That is <laughs> absolutely correct. The The value on this book is uh, is very, very high. Um, you know, if we were telling you last last time we did one of these on uh, the first appearance of Jonathan Stewart to pick up the book, this one, if you see it sitting in a dollar bin, a five dollar bin, absolutely pick this one up. A hundred dollar bin. I mean, a hundred dollar bin. If you have any cash, bin at all, get out of there. At, with a, it. at a low grade on this book, you're looking at um, low estimates around like seventy three hundred bucks and the high like a near mint grade book on this thing is 140 plus thousand dollars which i can't so, imagine there are many that could even exist because this is this is when these were just on the newsstand people are grabbing them like any other magazine reading them like nobody is attempting to preserve these books at this point i imagine any near mint copies that exist are just by the most strangest happenstance of accidents like they just happen to be stored in some way that preserved them by without anybody trying to do that yeah, I've always wondered about how books this old or time travelers or the well. time travelers got in and said, preserve, put it in this sealed case. I can't tell you why. Just trust me. That's exactly right. Maybe one of the time travelers from the book we're going to talk about today. There we go. Is there going is a tie to in. appear. There's always a tie in, especially with time travel. The ultimate because comics move. I, you know, Eric July uh, in his uh, sort of Ripperverse creed, his code of ethics, he said, we're not going to do any stuff that just, you know, wipes out the timeline and confuses you like none of this multiverse stuff, none of this time travel stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I kind of like time travel. <laughs> I, I don't like it in real life. Like I think it is dumb and can't exist in real life, but I love it in science fiction. Maybe that's why, because I don't think it's even real at all. Whereas maybe there's some other science fiction stuff. I'm like, Oh, I can imagine a guy spilling chemicals on himself at the same time a lightning strike hits and then he becomes really fast. I guess I could imagine that. Time travel, bridge too far. Bridge too far for me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, that being said, shall we dive in to this issue? The Silver Showcase. Spotlight. Showcase number four. I will. I meant, to, I meant to set this up beforehand, but of course, me being me, I didn't. But I'm going to try to share some of my school. We do everything on the fly on the show. Yeah, that's how we run. Nothing changes. There that's we go. part of the I'm not going to do there. the whole issue. I guess I probably could do the whole issue because I, I don't think I'm even going to publish the video publicly. Those will probably just be for the patrons. We'll see. Maybe I will. Either way, I think we can go through. I've seen people sharing a lot of this stuff on um, in other like podcast, uh, you know, okay. YouTube review type stuff. I think the key is you can't just share a whole issue probably, but you can share tidbits. You know, this is not uh, advice of a fair. lawyer. This is just my own, <laughs> my own legal advice that I dreamed up for myself. So that sounds good. I like it. My advice. But yeah, here's the cover. If you're if you're a, a young a young lad uh, <laughs> skipping through the streets of New York City past a newsstand in 1956, you think you're gonna pick this up if you got uh, what five cents in your pocket? Is it five cents? I don't see a cover oh. price on this. Based off this cover, I'm not picking this up. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know what this is. 
he's he's coming off of film for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, he's, I have no he's idea why. From from yeah, from a, a reel of film, which really doesn't tie into this book or anything with the character at all. It, it he's must not tie. The, he's not interested in films. Like I don't even know. Maybe it ties into the whole showcase theme, and we're just Probably. not familiar with it from the time period. Probably. I guess we could find out. I could quickly look up showcase number. I'm not guess too much to work. Let's just assume they. Yeah, have it's a, it's, yeah. Let's I don't go go, then I gotta leave this screen. Go on another screen. It's a whole thing. too much work. Let's just assume they had or they had some kind of rationale here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna hide the screen for a moment. I'm not gonna share the whole whole thing, but I'll, I'll pop back when appropriate. How about that? Uh, well, our first page. Okay. Well, it's you know what? I'm already gonna pop back. Why not? Why not share the whole damn first page? I wonder if I can make this bigger. But I do I do find it interesting that we start off with a, a splash page here. And instead, you know, this was not even a thing I feel like until recently. I used to complain about like the fact that I could get into a new comic and it would be, you know, issue 33, for example. And I'd be like, well, I just have no idea what's going on. And then Marvel at some point and like the 2000s started to do these little recaps page, which all the with all the characters and the plot summary. And I actually really like that because I whenever Remzo gives me a new Marvel book like from that era to read, I'm like, oh, here I go. But uh, but if they have that little recap at least i'm like okay fine and they actually kind of had this here you know they they set it up from the beginning this is the startling tale of the flash a man who is so fast that he not only outraced his shadow really was that in this but also broke through the sound barrier on foot but what happens to the fastest man alive when he battles the slowest man on earth is his incredible speed a help or a hindrance why would it be a hindrance hold on to your seat for the amazing answer as you read the mystery of the human thunderbolt now it's interesting because as you mentioned jay garrick already existed there already is a character called the flash here That's and right. in this very first again he, they like him emerging from stuff he was emer- on the cover he's emerging uh from the the film reel and here he's emerging from i guess a comic book from his own comic his own comic book yeah that's meta yeah what i what i didn't notice before first reading through this is that all the panels that are in the background are actually in this comic book wow that is that's you you actually went through and and and, and uh, verify that huh yeah, I, I read this book. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to read it right now, live. No, I read the book. I just didn't pay that close. You are, see, this is why you're here as my as my producer here, because you are very astute, attentive, astutely attentive to detail, detail in ways that I am not always. So let's put it that way. You know what? I'm just going to leave it up here till I think I don't need to. Um, so this starts off where I don't even remember this part. What the hell? <laughs> Did I read a different book? Am I in the right book? Yeah, I, I think you're in the right. I hope you're in the right book. I, I am. I got a little confused. Um. Anyway, these uh these like army radar type guys are detecting something on their radar, and they said it's on the ground. Whatever it is, it's traveling faster than anything known. Now, before I even, oh, it is the it is is it the old Flash here? That they're on the comic to? book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um. So we we kind of zoom out and we see this is this is actually so this is Barry Allen Flash reading a comic. So we're like already meta here we're already a comic book within a comic we're being accepted from the very beginning these first like six panels or so are these guys these army guys reacting to jay garrick flash in his comic which we then zoom out and see that our barry allen is reading so from the very beginning they acknowledge there is another flash in this universe and that barry allen is a fan of him and it's a little it's pretty on the nose. It's, they're like, huh, he's he's thinking right before this happens. Huh. I wonder what it would be, what it would really be like to be the fastest man on Earth. Well, I'll never know. Unfortunately, uh, the Flash was just a character some writer dreamed up. So, OK, so interesting. So maybe this is maybe this is one of these like, you know, they've they've retroactively changed DC history a thousand times. But at first, he's actually living in a universe where Jay Garrick is in a comic. 
but he's not really in this universe then. Is that right? That's what, that's what it seems to be. It's, it seem seems to be that it's, it's a separate, it's a separate thing. He's in a comic book and not, not part of the real in this yeah, case. It's not like the comic is based on the real guy because then he wouldn't be saying this is just something some writer dreamed up. He'd be like, Oh, this is a comic about the flash who we all know and love. Right. All right. So this must be one of many retroactive. I think because the Jay Garrick, I think ultimately those justice society characters all ended up being on earth too. They would later say like, this is on earth too. And then flash and these other guys, the new flash, et cetera, they're all, all on earth one and then crisis, et cetera. And they all got merged. And well, I mean, we, we all know the real answer to it. Because comics. comics. There we go. It's still alive, baby. That's right. So as uh, young Barry Allen here is just thinking to himself about, you know, how he just be cool if he could be the Flash, but that's never going to happen. And uh, he returns to whatever test he's making. Uh, He's not an investigator here yet either, is he? He's just he's just a scientist. He's a scientist in a police lab. Uh, in a well, he's in a, lab. He's okay. in a police lab. Yeah. Oh, is he? All right. So I guess that's pretty much the same. I think they make him more of like a, specifically like a forensic analyst later on, like more of an investigator type, don't they? Yeah, they do. But I, I don't. Th- I don't know if that job existed in 1956. Okay. At least not on TV. It didn't. Which is what matters. That's exactly right. <laughs> I forgot I can make these panels much much bigger. <laughs> anyway, so what happens? This is like manifesting your reality. You know, this is like this is the secret right here. He put it out into the universe. He said, "Huh, I wonder what would happen if I was the Flash," and then. Lightning strikes combines with the chemicals. As I mentioned, he is doused in chemicals, but he seems fine. He seems actually rather unfazed. It's a, I like how it says still slightly dazed at Barry Allen. Leaves. He just brushes this shit off. Like he's struck by light. I guess, I guess there was no cell phones. And I was just, I'd be calling everybody like, dude, I was struck by me tweeting. I struck, I was just struck by lightning and I'm fine. This is crazy. But he seems like totally happy to just skip off to home. Like nothing even happened. Yeah, and, he, and he's doused in chemicals. Didn't bother to clean himself off. I can't imagine he's these just chemicals ready to go home. Smell amazing. No, I can't. Uh, but then, as Barry is uh, here, they, I think it brought him. Yeah, he's walking to go get a cab. He's trying to catch up with the taxi, and suddenly, as you see, he has gone well past the taxi. And he's like, "What the? What's going on here? I was just slowly walking to catch this taxi, and suddenly I'm way past it." And as he finally breaks to his stop, the puzzled scientist they call him. He says that lightning bolt must have shaken me up more than I realized to make me imagine. I raced past that speeding cab as if it were standing still. That's his, that's his. Now, I guess if you're in a world where there are no superpowers yet, you wouldn't just jump to, I had superpowers. You might, you might actually think I probably just lost my mind. I, I, that's what I would jump to first, you know, doused in chemicals. Maybe I'm drugged, you know, maybe who knows what happened, but superpowers, not the first thing I'm jumping to all right, well, Barry Allen just continues along with his day. Does still doesn't go home to, to shower or anything. I and now it's possible that off off panel he showered in the lab. So maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He does seem pretty clean here, but he's sitting in a diner eating his what? Let's let's analyze his meal by the way, because this was it's got to be it can't be morning, right? Because he's already in the lab, already got struck by lightning, yep. and now is going home. It's got to be night. So he's got what appears to be a piece of cake here, like carrot cake. Let's get some pie. Um, some pie yeah yeah there's there's this pie or cake or whatever it is there's two pieces of toast maybe i think there's the butter this i, I i'm using my mouse which you can't see but you, you can imagine where i'm pointing there's the coffee which is spilling right on him about to and then what are are those churros what, what's below the coffee so if you so can, if can you go to the next you can't see my if, mouse i can't if you go to the next okay, panel cool. if you go to the next page i can do that wow. you can see exactly what it is 
Oh, okay. Yeah, looks, it is. It is apparently three hot dogs. Three hot dogs, some <laughs> French fries. It looks like maybe a bowl of soup, some bread, and a piece of pie. I think the soup. What an American meal! Big. I think the soup is actually the like the 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 cream for the milk, maybe. But that, now it seems kind of big compared to the. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely. No, yeah, he's got coffee. He's got fries. <laughs> I love the three hot dog order from Barry Allen and the side of toast. <laughs> maybe this is the lightning affecting him still. Anyway, <clears throat> he said, in shrink, instinctively shrieking from the falling. I, I like how he's instinctively shrieking. They're really making Barry out to be a real manly dude here. His instinct is to, sh- oh, he says shrieking, <laughs> shrinking. Sorry, I read that wrong. I'm going to imagine him shrieking because I think that's much funnier. Eek. He says, and now this is kind of like what they do in the the uh, more recent Flash movies, and which I think they do a lot better with Quicksilver in the X-Men film, where, yeah. where from his point of view, everything gets really slow. So we see him go fast, but really from the perspective of Barry Allen and Quicksilver in the movies, which makes more sense, because obviously you'd have to explain, like, how can their human brain move so fast, like think so fast. It's not that it's that they're everything really slows down for them. It's almost like it's almost the exact inverse of the powers of the turtle man who we'll meet later. That's right. I'm fascinated by his meal here. Yeah. What I really like here is, is the arts, the arts pretty decent on his facial features, right? He's, he's clearly bugging out. He's like, what is going on here? And you can, it really comes through in the, especially on rating this on the silver age curve where a lot of times you just see, you're lucky if you can tell it's a face, but you know, the, 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 let alone getting some emotion there. So I, I agree. There's some good attention to de- detail here. In now, the panel. what I, what I wonder here, what <laughs> I wonder here, it's peas. He's got peas. Yeah. He's got, he's got a little bit of everything. It's a well-balanced oh meal for the fifties. So now this is one of the, this is going to be one of the earliest scenes depicted of this type of thing where the waitress stumbles, yeah. Yeah. drops stuff and someone picks it up. So what, what this made me wonder, and I didn't look it up, I should probably should have seen that I'm talking about it, is when did this originate with the waitress or someone spilling a platter full of food when and then someone quickly picking it up? Dropping food, be, enter the pop culture. Let me see if that, that should be this issue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that's a pretty deep, uh, deep Yeah, cut. it's a deep cut. Deep cut. Maybe that'll be a follow-up. All right. Well, maybe we'll do a whole episode about the history <laughs> of waitresses dropping food in pop culture. But yeah, you yeah. see Barry catching the catching everything here. He's catching the coffee. He's catching the toast. He's catching. Now we can further analyze this meal. It, it the plate is three hot dogs, fries, and peas. What is, is this? A common? I mean, it is the fifties. Maybe this is just on the menu. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's really not Barry. He's just a, a product of his times here. And now I'm going to say this is more like rhubarb pie. That's what it looks like to me. Now yeah. we're getting more detail in the panels here. But to him, he's just you know at a regular pace, picking stuff up, I guess. But the waitress is like, what the hell? And she's like, well, I must, I must not be getting enough sleep. You know, just like Barry, she thinks she's crazy too. She's like, I, I must be seeing things. I thought I dropped everything and you picked it all. Uh, I don't know. That that didn't happen, obviously. And Barry's like, shit, she, she saw that too. So I'm might not be crazy because she's seeing me move really fast. Uh, So that lightning bolt really tossed me around like a salad salad tossing reference here from the 1956 like a salad in a dressing of chemicals i better go home and get a good well yeah barry it is about time you fucking go home we've been saying that from the from the very beginning i think um finally barry is home the next morning hopefully he showered before he before he stained his sheets full of chemicals and uh the the scent of burning human flesh charred human fresh from the lightning strike the events of the preceding night seem like a dream to barry 
If I didn't dream all that, then the only reason why I ran past the cab was because it stopped. And maybe that tray full of food only looked as if it were falling. Yeah, you're really trying to rationalize things now, Barry. And all I did was put up my right hand to get it. Yeah, that, that's it. That's what happened. Then we go the next day. Barry's just walking on the street. And uh, he goes to meet his date, who I believe is the first appearance of Iris West. Iris West. Right, that any, is correct. I, for any Iris West completionists, you're going to want to pick up this book. Absolutely. Barry, she says, Barry, you're always late. Well, she's very white here, by the way. Things have changed. Barry, you're always late. Why are you so slow? She says, sorry, Iris. I was Now, I will say his hair. Suddenly he has gray hair in the scene. I don't know what happened in this panel. Got to give a little mark on the attention. To oh, ooh. I didn't, I didn't see that. So I did that. not see that. Thank you, Mark. Also, what's up with that stoplight? I don't. Or I white is a white light a thing? There's a red, and then below that, a white. This is no good. These are these are points coming off the art right now. It's coming right off. All right, going again. He says, "Oh God, it's happening again." I'm sensing an impossible thing. A bullet heading straight for man. He the, the luck of this guy. He gets struck by lightning, and then the next day just happens to be standing near a stray bullet, which apparently were also very commonplace in the fifties. With a desperate lunge, the scientist hurls his lovely companion out of the way a split second before, and then she's like, "Barry, what what just happened? If you didn't accidentally stumble into me, I wouldn't have you know missed that bullet." And this uh, this cop comes up. He's like, oh, glad you folks weren't hurt. That stray was fired by the turtle man making a getaway. And Barry thinks to himself, the turtle man? That's the criminal called the slowest man on earth. It's almost like there was some sort of cosmic fate that brought Barry Allen, that, that made Barry Allen into the fastest man on earth at the right time when the slowest man on earth was causing havoc in the city. What do you think? You know, it's just uh, the power of reading comic books. Or because comics. <laughs> Could be the other option. No, power of reading comics. I mean, he was reading The Flash and he just manifested it. Well, Barry says to himself, there is no doubt about it now. He goes back to his lab. He says, by a freak accident, somehow that lightning strike and the, the, the chemicals I was working, he says, the strange combination of chemicals. They're, they're your fucking chemicals, bro. What is the strange combination? You don't know what you were working with? Like, was he just- well, only, well, it was only certain chemicals that got hit by the lightning bolt that then spilled on him. So there was some divine power at work. I don't know. Well, I think we are supposed to believe like eventually that like the speed force sort of like, isn't there sort of like a cyclical thing with Barry Allen? It all depends on what timeline we're in or what, what uh, retcon we're at now. But I believe the general idea now is this is Barry Allen is like connected to the speed force and somehow like did send the speed force to create himself in a way or something, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, he's realized he is now the fastest man on earth which means he's just like that guy Jay Garrick in those Flash comic books. And this gives him the idea, hey, I could just steal this guy's name and IP, I guess, because apparently there's no copyright laws in this universe. Apparently not. (laughs) Apparently I'm just going (laughs) to, I feel like if I just name myself, I don't know, some copyrighted name, Hulk Hogan, I don't know. If I just call myself, hey, welcome to the Second Pretty Comics Podcast, hosted by me, Hulk Hogan. I think I'd be so, brother. You might be. Sometime later at the lab, Barry says to himself, the remote control hookup I fixed up with the alarm system at headquarters is paying off. It's signaling. So all, all now he's inventing things. He's inventing a new remote alarm system. So he knows yeah. when uh, when burglars are, are uh, you know, robbing the bank. So that's good. Exactly right. And not only now, I thought this was I thought this came into into life later on. But apparently, even without superpowers, Barry Allen could have been the next fucking Batman here. He it seems like he could have been a superhero without powers anyway, because. He made this thing where he has the, the suit inside the ring. He says it works. The chemical solution is swelling the costume to life size, just like the rubber rafts tossed out by Navy planes when crash landing. So he's, he's using, apparently he's using Navy technology 
I, for some reason, I don't think that the, those rafts get this small. I don't think they fit in. I, I don't believe they do. No, but I think he's using the same concept and just extrapolating it out and adding chemicals. Yeah. Why not? So Barry Chemical, chemicals never hurt anybody. Apparently not. So uh, Barry, it's because he's so fast, he can race straight down the side of the building. And he says, I'm going so fast, gravity has no effect on me. Wee! Well, I mean, it's he's going in the same direction as gravity, if you are yeah. a gravity believer. Anyway, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> uh, and thus, as the costume scientist hurdles along the street, I've always wondered, like, when Barry Allen is going so fast... Like this, they actually do this in the in the show in the in the show The Boys. Have you seen The Boys? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have only watched the first season, and I kind of fell off. Okay. But point being, that super fast character in the first uh, episode just kills this girl. Yeah, he's going so yeah, because he just goes so fast, and I feel like that would happen all the time. Like Barry would be flying through, Absolutely. like people, uh, animals, like bird. Like how many birds are just getting killed by, by a fucking super fast Barry Allen flying around the city? Well, remember, everything looks slow to him, so he can kind of, oh, yeah, okay. he should be able to you know avoid what? it. You know what? You're right. They actually, fix they my, actually covered that. They actually fixed covered my glasses that. there. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. An instant later, the human rocket flashes into Central Bank. The people still have their hands up. It looks like I've come in time to throw a roadblock against the robbery. Thank God. There's all these people holding their hands. Uh, Barry rolls into the vault. And he's like, oh, no, the vault's empty. No one is here, and nothing has been touched. Very strange questioning of the holdup victims reveals. So now Barry is being an investigator there. He's also doing the questioning, uh, but he reveals the identity as we suspected the turtle man. Now for hours, it says the scientist paces the streets. Now is this fast pacing or is this, is he regular human pacing? I don't know. I guess he's fast pacing now. What's pacing for the flash? Must be very fast. Anyway, flash is thinking to himself. Why should the turtle man, the slowest man on earth, go to all the trouble of attempting a holdup and then stop before completing it? Of course, that's it. Why didn't I think of it before? The reason why the slowest man on earth didn't complete the crime was that he was doing it in two stages, the second after everyone else was off guard. And there he is. And before we get to the conclusion of the turtle man scheme, I believe it's time for something we discussed before the show. How about a little flash fact? I want a flash fact. Tell me a little more flash about facts. the turtle man. All right. So the turtle man idolized a original flash villain the turtle and he is a low-level thug uh that likes to rob banks this is in fact his first appearance um the turtle actually appeared in uh i think a series called all all flash number 21 um and yeah sadly enough turtle man actually appears in other yeah, I can see that. <laughs> turtle <laughs> do something else, and I realized that was on the screen. Luckily, turtle it was, man, it was just—I was just trying to log into our Patreon real quick. Turtle man actually appears in other series. After this, he's not seen for like a couple decades. Wow, it takes them that long to to come back, huh? Yeah, he's not a, not very popular. Interesting. All right, well, for you, Turtle Man completionists out there, another—you got to get this issue. I'm telling you. Yep. And uh, so Barry sees this like shadow on the wall and he gets there in, in eye blurring speed as the panels tell us and only to discover, Oh, he tricked me. This is just a painted silhouette, not the real shadow. The turtle man is somewhere else entirely. So great is the human whirlwind speed. He bores through the solid brick wall, like a giant drill. So we are learning the extent of what Barry's speed powers can do. I like, I like that. They, they kind of go over all that in this issue. They show us the various different ways that Barry utilizes the speed. It's not just that he's fast. It's what that speed can do, including, well, he's not really vibrate. I think later years, he kind of can vibrate through things and not even mm-hmm. break them here. He's just busting the wall open, but still 
We, we can assume he finesses the powers later on. I'm curious how he survives the impact, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll ignore it because he can think slow. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna because comics that one. That's just accurate. And Turtle Man, who boy does he look like a schlub? I mean, uh, let the hair go, but I mean that is that is that hairline is back there. He says he doesn't know. I would probably turn to a life of slow crime as well if I was him. He doesn't know. I I like how they too like they show us that he's talking slowly here by. You know, having those dots in between just to kind of remind us that this is a, a everything about him is slow. The so world's like slowest it. man. Yes, exactly. I kind of like notice it. the uh, the turtle man is also going into the sewers. You know what? I'm just going to keep this format up the whole time where we for every episode where we go through, through this thing panel by panel. And I just won't I just won't release these on on YouTube. I'll put some out on uh, on the regular feed. So if you're listening to this and want to see us go through the show. It means you got to join the Patreon for sure if you haven't already. Or go and look at the link on your Patreon if you're already part of the Second Pecompas Club. There we go. Yep. Marketing. Um, so we go on and by the time Barry regains his senses. By the way, I feel like this is we've discussed this before, but the art of of the narrator, I feel like has, has kind of been lost. I feel like we don't, you don't get as much narration in modern day comics as we used to. Um, it depends on the on the writer. So if you if you look at Tom King, well, yeah. Tom King does a lot of narration. <laughs> Tom King's a special little boy. He he does his own thing in a lot of areas, and, and we don't you know we don't talk about Tom King. Here. Okay, so Tom King aside, <laughs> we can talk about it. I'm <laughs> Tom not, King like, aside, I'm not a harsh. Right. I'm not a dictator like Remzo. You can talk about whatever we want here. In <laughs> fact, why not? Part of the show is the tangents. Have you happened? I don't know why you would have. I can tell you that I did because it didn't cost me any money, and I'll leave it at that. Have you read any of his Wonder Woman? I have not, no. I could probably hook you up. Oh, wow. Well, oh, thank you. But um, let's just leave it at that. But after I uh, catch it, up it, on it, all the Turtle Man issues, I have It's almost read worthy of hate reading. It's almost worthy of hate reading. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to decide. It, it would be immoral, it would be unethical to pay for it, I think. So that's why I feel yeah. fine not having paid for it. But uh, oof. it is. It's, it's almost like Tom King is, do, is being a parody of what people think Tom King is now. It's like he's doubling down on just, I mean, the whole thing is about Wonder Woman is fighting the patriarchy, but it, it's, there's no story there. There's no, it's nonsense. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it it's wonderful. total now. And, and the world is secretly being run by this guy. I think, I think his literal name, they call him the patriarch. Like, it's not even like, it's not, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's as on the nose as Barry Allen wondering if he could be a flash someday and then be uh, lightning. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway. That's that was horrible. our Tom King hour there. Anyway, what were yeah. you saying about Tom King? <laughs> he does a lot of narration. He does a lot of narration. He does a lot of narration. That's right. <laughs> All right. That was our Tom King moment. We get one, one moment per episode, per episode, uh, into the underground opening the scientist drive. It's, it's weird to keep calling him the scientist. Why don't they just call him the, why don't they just call him like Barry or our hero or now the flash? I don't know. I think I thought that was a little odd, but, uh, he is perusing the sewers saying all these sewers empty out into the river. Oh, I get it. I'll just catch him up there. So he flashes over to the river and sees a boat says that must be the turtle man. He must be the mad thinking he can escape in a slow moving rowboat using his hand to paddle idiot. I'll catch up to him on his fast speedboat. I must remember to thank the owner of the speed. He steals a speedboat by the way for help. Why does he need a speedboat? Can't he run on the water? So Stay I wonder, I wondered the same thing. But I think what we're we're finding out here is he's, he's learning new. his powers. Yeah, he's he new to assume, it. He doesn't he know. He wouldn't assume that. He doesn't assume he's Jesus. But he did assume he could run down the side of a building and assumed he could run through a wall and didn't have any hesitation about that. That's true. See, see, I'm thinking the worst thing that happens if you try running on the water, you fall in the water and you're fine. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's but true. He's, he's, taking, no, he's not taking, maybe he's afraid of the water. That's possible. <laughs> 
um, which is which would really be make this panel very scary because the boat <laughs> is sinking right under him. The turtle man must have booby trapped it because the turtle man is a smart cookie and he knows the Flash is afraid of water for some reason, I guess, and uh, and knew he would steal that boat and knew he didn't have the ethics to try to get permission to, to take that take that boat from someone. Yeah. But luckily. Flash and Alice are learning together. He does run in the water. He quickly leaps out of the sinking boat and says, oh my God, I'm moving at such speed that my feet haven't had time to sink into the water. I'll be up. It'll be up to the turtle man. I'll be up to the turtle man in a twinkling. (laughs) Twinkling. Who talks like that? That word has been lost to the ages. But as, as tends to happen with our hero here, it's been tricked again. My own speed by vibrations are pushing the rowboat beyond my reach. I can't catch it by running after it. And then now the turtle man is slowly thinking to himself, that's what happens when the, I'm not going to do the whole thing. Yeah, when, the, when the fastest man on earth meets the world's slowest man, where he disappeared. Wait a minute. Since I can't capture the robot by running after it, I'll have to stop it by not running after it. So Barry instead just runs in circles through the water, speeds this rowboat up, tosses the uh, turtle man in the air, catches him and, and ends him pretty quickly. I don't know about you. One thing that was never really clear to me Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. what what do turtle man's powers do like why how is being slow an advantage how does he use these powers like we know he was robbing so a bank but I'm, I'm not getting how the powers come into play so it's so that's 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 one of his that's his weakness is that he's the slowest <laughs> man on earth that his powers don't help it right his power is that he's uh he's genius level intellect and he can make gadgets those those are his powers. So he's not even actually super slow. Is he just he's just a very slow person? He's, like he's, he's not a superpower. He's not a slow person, but he's a individual who moves slowly. I don't mean he's mentally. <laughs> yes, he's a brilliant person who physically moves very slow. That's right. Well, she says, and then these reporters are talking to the Flash afterwards. They're saying, you know, what did you say your name was? And the reporter said, oh, yeah, she said, this reporter says, you certainly captured that character in a flash, mister. I like how he's giving the reporter the credit as if there's not already a comic book with a character wearing the same fucking outfit and insignia named the flash. Like, no, you just stole the name, dude. Stop. Like, you already decided this a while ago when you took when you literally took this idea from the. It's just she's just plagiarizing left and right here. Just taking credit for others work. No credit. This guy might as well go to Harvard. Yep. And finally, we see a young man saying, read all about the Flash, the fastest man in the world as uh, as uh, Iris. He is back on the date with Iris, I guess. He has resumed this date here. How exciting it would be to meet a man like that. But I guess just an, I, what a fucking bitch, by the way. She's on a date and she's just daydreaming about what it would be, to, how what a better guy she could meet out there. Like, I'm sorry, right. superpowers or not. That's that's kind of fucked up. It'd be like, you know. If you're like walking around and, you know, my wife and I pass Brad Pitt and she just starts going, huh, man, sure would be great to be with Brad Pitt. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, well, yeah. that's, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? Jesus, I'm right here. Anyway, that's what happened to Barry. I mean, so this is this is back like, in the 50s. It is not. But it's happy. him. The good thing is it's him. So he's actually only jealous of himself. So he's like, all right, I'll give you I'll give you the flash. <laughs> so I wonder what happens in in a in the bedroom, so to speak, with the flash. Yeah, I don't know. Because because can he 
can't. Well, I mean, he can seemingly control it because he just walks around like a normal person. So I guess yeah. he could have normal sex, but I guess would have the option of t- t- fucking time travel sex. Apparently, as apparently, <laughs> apparently. So how, how do you want to work this? Do you want to do you want to grade each story, or do you want to uh, grade the entirety? Is the second story by the same artist and writer? The second uh, it, story is it, John. So Bradley. the first the first one is not credited. But I believe no one wanted to take credit for that. I believe Carmine Infantino did the art for both because it looks. Let's do the whole issue. Or what do you think? I I broke it down by each story, but we can. Well, then fuck it. Let's go. You're you're the producer of the show. Let's see what you think. You want me to grade it first? Yeah. Why don't don't you go first? Yeah. I feel like you'll you might taint me too much. Um, Okay. (laughs) Well, like I said, I think again, I'm always grading art and all that stuff on a, a little bit of a silver age curb curve. What curb curve curve your enthusiasm? No. Uh, on a silver age curve and uh, like this art doesn't blow me away, but it, it was pretty good. There was like a for silver age art. There was like a lot of detail. Like you said in the faces, heck the detail of the, uh, all the food. I mean, the three hot dogs, the peas. Um, and I think a lot of the silver age stuff, the art isn't always going to stand out as so different than the other artists. I think a lot of times they can almost be inter- interchangeable. So I gr- I would grade it more just on like, is there detail? Are there little things here and there? Does it, does the art make sense? That kind of stuff, which it generally does. Now I will say there were a couple panels that I pointed out where some things didn't quite make sense, but really these were minor and I'm, I'm looking at this blown up. And in reality, these are small parts of small panels. So I can maybe give it a little bit of a pass, but I think judging on the silver age curve, I'm going to give the art a four. I think the art is actually pretty decent for the silver age writing again, probably still grading on the curve a little bit, but there are writings decent for that time. Yeah. There's some cheesy lines in there, like catch him in a twinkling or what have you. Um, but overall in 12 pages, we get the introduction to the character. Uh, we, we find out what he does. We meet his girlfriend. We learn his powers as he learns them. He, he meets a villain. That's the perfect opposite of himself. I mean, all these things happen in the first 12 pages, which is pretty impressive. Um, and it all seems to pretty much make sense. So I think I'm talking my grade up even as I speak. Cause when I, when I say it out loud like this, it's not a bad issue for silver age, not a bad story. Fuck it. Not a bad debut of a new character. I'm going to give it a four. I'm four and four. I'm going to give this story at least an, an eight. Wow. We are in perfect alignment, Mark. Wow. Wow. That doesn't happen uh, all the time. That does not. So uh, for the art, I thought this was, this was pretty good. Silver age art. Just like you said, this was worlds better than the last uh, silver age book that we looked at. Um, there were no, you know, missing, missing parts. They didn't gender swap any of, or, uh, race swap any of the characters, uh, you know, and all the, all the pieces were there that were supposed to be there. So art, I'm giving a four the story. I thought this was a really good intro to a new character. Um, it was, it was pretty tight. There wasn't too much, uh, too much messing around in the story. So I gave that a four as well. I also gave that an eight. What do you think of just this general format? Because we've seen this before in, in a lot of these older comics of like two stories in one with two shorter stories. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. Um, it gives less room to put filler content in. Yeah. I really hate it when I'm reading a comic book and you can tell that they've just put pages and pages you can tell in it's of an 18 just page story, but they got to make 24. So, you know, or worse, 40. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's the worst when you get like a giant size issue and you're like, cool. You're like, oh no, that's just 20 more pages of filler. That's all they did. Yeah, exactly right. So I, I, I kind do of prefer when we get sort of like these special giant size issues. I prefer when the main story is either the same or maybe a little longer because it's some special issue or something. But then if you're going to bulk it out because you want to charge you more and it's, I get it. I get why you're going to do that once in a while. Give me just different sort. Give me like four or five short stories. That's that's the kind of format I prefer. 
Yeah, and for an intro book to a new character, I think I think this is pretty good because you get two aspects of the Flash. You get kind of him coming into his powers, and then you get him discovering some new ones in the second story here. So I, I think it's I think it's a pretty good book. Well, why don't we dive into our second story in this book? They kind of do almost like a second cover here and a second intro. Like, all right, it's another Flash story. We're going to give you the synopsis here. A slip in time repels an exiled criminal of the future to our era, setting the stage for an amazing conflict between the super scientific thief and the super fast Flash. Victory shifts from one contestant to the other until each realizes that a final final triumph can be gained only by the man who broke the time barrier. As we continue to learn the extent of the Flash's powers. I really always thought that like his, a lot of these time powers, a lot of his powers, especially the time travel thought. I thought that part, I thought that came like way later for whatever reason. And apparently it's been there from the beginning as we're going to see today. Yeah. This was really surprising to me as well. I thought this came a lot later, not right at the start of Barry Allen. Um, So this second story was, was really surprising to me. All right. Well, let's dive in. Shall we? I'll try not to jump onto our Patreon screen in the middle of it anyway. Thank God. I mean, there's so much many, there's so much worse things I could be doing on this computer. So I think, I think that the damage is minimal. <laughs> now, speaking of interesting art, one morning as Henry, we meet this new character. This guy's, does this guy, this guy look like he's just like cracked out or what? Look at this. Look at he this does. Guy. Looks like he's on something here. I think he's just waking up, passing out his coffee. Well, one morning as young Henry, I don't know if he's young, as Henry Brown switches on his electric shaver, I'd be, I'd better hurry if I'm going to get to work on time. Luckily, it doesn't take me long to shave. And amazingly, at the next moment, what the heck? His shaver, it's flying out of his hand. What's going on here? Soon after, as a television service man replaces a worn out tube, this new tube will, hey, all, all these guys are fixing stuff and holding metal things and things are just flying, flying out of here. Meanwhile, because Barry's a scientist, he does stuff with metal things too. <laughs> He's doing some stuff and he says, great thunder. The speed, the, does he really think like that? Why does he think like Thor, by the way? Great thunder. The, the beaker into which I was pouring my solution is gone. What is, although I don't think that's metal. So maybe that's not. It's, it. yeah, it's glass. Yeah, whatever. With startling speed, the young scientist whirls. Who's that? Someone going out? I'd better see who that is. But at super speed, and once again, we get the costume jumping out of the ring and uh, Barry Allen, the flash running to see what is going on. Split second later, he says, "There he is." <laughs> someone ca- and that guy, this this guy in this purple wild suit, yeah. says, "Someone coming after me!" Oh my god! Runs away as he shoots these intense rings of heat at Barry Allen. Barry says, "Oh my god! The rings are getting hotter and hotter. They're just like flames. The rings are the the least hot. The yellow ones are hotter." Oh, he's it's like the, it's like the Green Lantern spectrum here. Like, yeah. I love love how observant he's being in the middle of these like busting through these heat flames. If somehow he knows this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he seems he's figuring out on the fly. Maybe because his brain is able to go slower. Maybe it's tied into that thing. Yeah, I don't know. And then, and then he just then he just spins around and shoots these heat beams off into who knows where. Yeah, he just spins around and shoots Doesn't them away, care. And, and hopefully not harming like some village just on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, this is only a big city right but there. Hey, Yolo. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. It's Barry Allen's motto. Uh, this might be a good time. No, I'll, I'll wait till they name him. Shortly at the outskirts of the city, this this character here, who's wildly dressed again, he's almost dressed like the Joker. It's, it's like Lex Luthor dressed like the Joker. I was just I was just gonna say that I couldn't that's agree more. Did. I think that's actually what they did. Um, because yeah, because those characters all all would have existed by now, wouldn't they, in some shape or form? Um, Superman, Lex Luthor, Joker, Joker, maybe not. I don't know. I think Joker's Joker was there from the beginning. 
not the very beginning, but like before this, before 1956, he's thinking to himself, I've got to be more careful from now on. I never dreamed I'd come up against anyone with such speed of motion in this primitive 20th century. Aha. So he's a time traveler, which was spoiled for us in the, in the, uh, the new intro page more than ever. Now I must get back to my own time and gain my revenge. I remember my last moment, my last moments, my own era. So clearly I was standing on the capsule platform and the judge was reading my sentence. The court has found there was a little flashback here. Oh, it's a flashback, but it's to the future. So it's a flashback for him, but we're going to the future for us. Mind blown. Crazy. And this guy with some wild sunglasses. I love the future. This the the, the, style fashion in the future is always the best. The court has found you an incorrigible thief, Mazdan. Therefore, you are to be exiled into the future via a time capsule. Now that he's been named before we go further, flashback number two. Tell me a little bit about Maz- Mazdan. How do you pronounce it? Mazdan? Yeah, Ma- I think it's Mazdan. I'm going Mazdan myself. Yeah, so he's a thief from the future, as they just said here. He was sent to the future for punishment to the 50th century. But as we're going to find out, his time capsule was accidentally sent to the past where he crash landed in Central City. Uh, this is his first appearance as well. So that's uh that's very exciting, you know. So if you're again a, a huge Mazdan fan, this is a must read, must pick up book. Um, and this is not his first appearance, or not his only appearance. He appears again in 1977 as part of the Rogues. All right, he wasn't part of the Rogues that we in the series that we looked at, unfortunately, though. No, no, no. That that was too good for him to be. Joshua Williamson, if you're listening, which I know you are, I know you're a member of the club under a different name. You gotta, you gotta do a rogues too and bring us some Mazdan. He can go, he he can go in time. You know, he can go back in time, stir the whole thing up again. Yeah, I was thinking he could come back for the next crisis event. You know, he's got that pretty cool look to him. When I get the reins, he will. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're seeing this flashback slash fast forward, and he's being uh, sentenced to apparently instead of prison, he's going to be sentenced to a, a timeline. He's being sentenced to a, an era, the 50th century, which is, a, which the guy, the way this guy says this makes no sense. He says, you'll be, your prison will be the earth. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, it does. The earth of the 50th century, a desolate planet. Okay. He's saying a specific place in time. So I guess the earth just sucks the worst in the 50th century. And so it's, it may as well be a prison. He's just going to drop him off there. Interesting. What do you think of that? That, that is punishment just from a, from an ethical standpoint. Uh, it sounds horrific. I guess we need to know um, his crime. They already tell us his crime. He's a thief. He's, he's a thief. thief. He's been stealing harsh. stuff. It seems a little harsh, but I mean, but maybe he's been stealing a lot of stuff for a long time. You know, maybe this is the last straw. Yeah, maybe this is the last straw. Maybe he's maybe he's you know stealing babies or something. We don't know what he's doing. Well, Mazan is not concerned uh, because he's he claims no prison, wh- whatever or wherever it is, can hold me. I'll be back somehow and beat the law. And then the time capsule was closed and fired. A shock of tremendous vibration went through, went through me inside it. But somehow, by a freakish accident, the capsule did not go forwards in time, but backwards into the past, into this crude 20th century. Man, if he just got there like 100 years earlier, he could have been there before superheroes or any of that stuff. Yeah, he would have been the man. Would have been, would have been better, but just oh, got there like a day after the flash, <laughs> the flash That's started. Right. A couple of days after, too late. Damn. <laughs> And he thinks to himself, with the help of my magnetic rod. Now, that's his big power, is the, mine- is the magnetic rod. Yeah, power, time travel is not really his power. He was just kind of a victim of time travel. He was, yeah. He says, I've stolen the objects. And all this guy's really trying to do, like, he's stealing here. But all he's really trying to do is, uh, is, is steal these objects to help uh, build this time capsule back and propel himself back into the future so he can go get revenge on these assholes that try to send him to the future. That's correct. Center. 
these assholes who are so incompetent that they didn't send him to the 50th century. They sent him to the 20th. Like that's a big, that's not close guys. Nowhere close. That is completely off, completely off. This guy, I hope those guys get fired. I hope so. Uh, Soon after this time exile here, interesting title, time exile approaches a bank. He says, Oh, I remember from the ancient history books, people would keep their gold in there. Jokes on you, Mazan, because, uh, well, I, well, maybe he got there early. It depends because FDR confiscated the gold time for a history lesson. FDR ordered uh, individual gold confiscated in the 1930s. Uh, but it's possible banks did still have gold in 1956. However, Nixon fully severed, severed the gold standard in 1971. Uh, so maybe Mazan got there right in the window where he could, the banks would still have actual gold. So fair enough. Lucky guy. Was a well, this is also, this is also not earth. So maybe they had a different, uh, Different. Uh, this is not Earth. This is Earth. This is not this our is, Earth. No, this is this Central is City. Earth. No, now he's in. Well, this is no Central Earth? City. None of this here. is our Earth. But that's I mean, what I'm saying. Is maybe they didn't have the the you know they didn't get rid of the gold standard. Maybe they kept. Oh, it. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. I guess if I guess if in this universe there's a place called Central City, there could also be not a Federal Reserve. That's right. Wow, what a great universe! I want to be in this universe. <laughs> the gold standard. This is great. Yeah, sure. You got to deal with Mazdan and his magnetic rod once in a while, stealing your <laughs> stealing your shit when you're just trying to like mow the lawn. But that's exactly right. Right, you got to pay. Moments later, is a frantic policeman telephones headquarters. Send help! There's a guy blasting his way into the bank on Clover. You're the help, dude. You're the help. You are the cop. Uh, I tried to stop him, but I couldn't get near him. Right, Not did, helpful. He, he did try. Um, at, at police quarter headquarters, uh, Barry is overhealing. Why is the judge the one reading this thing? I guess they got to get a warrant. He's overhearing and the weapon he's carrying shoots off rings of heat. I don't think you need a warrant if something is going down, you know, it's, yeah. it's weird, right? They're like, they're all like standing there talking to a judge. Like this judge. Is oh, I think that's the, him. I think that's the police sergeant. I think he was at a raised desk and they were talking. Up that's to a him. very fucking tall. I guess he really wants to be taken. It's, it's he's very, like he's wearing a robe. No, I, guess I mean, the, is, tall, the taller yeah. your desk, the more serious you need to be taken. Well, they're like, their heads are not even at the bottom of the desk. This is wild. Very serious. Right. I think that is the police chief. That makes more sense. And Barry Allen, he hears them and he's like, rings of heat. Wait a minute. I remember a guy with rings of heat that I just sent the rings off and didn't care about the guy anymore and just figured, ah, it's fine. Uh, so, so he realizes he left a little mess to clean up. He runs, runs and catches up to Mazda and again, shoots those heat flames at him. But I like how he realizes, you know, it's always coolest at the center of the flame. He knows so much about science and should be true of these rings, too. Besides, traveling at super speed, the heat hardly affects me. So who cares? This guy can't do anything to you. So pass the last ring, tackles Mazdan, brings him back to to the jail. And uh, Mazdan's just thinking to himself, imprisoning me in a regular cell. Like, are you kidding me? I got out of a time jail. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, he says he, they stripped me of all my possessions, but they didn't know I wear a special contact eye lens. I like this guy. He's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. He does. Which I can put to good use here. Uses this lens to, let's say, it's a chemically treated lens that magnifies electric light's heat. So he basically just melts the door, so, gets out of the jail. <laughs> so so this, is, this is where he really looks like Lex is in that scene where he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. melting it down. And then my, my question is. He is he's like super skinny. Lens. He's like meth Lex. Yeah. And he's got this eye lens in that he's wearing in his eye, and he's looking at these bulbs. How is his? How are his eyes not burning yeah, out? Shouldn't it? Maybe you can turn it on and off. Maybe there's. I don't know. Something. Yeah, I mean, I that's a know. good point. That's a good question. I think we've got a flaw here. Yeah, we've had one scientific flaw here. Uh, anyway, he's gone. Barry Allen hears the news. He's like, ah, a thief who can melt, come out cell doors is too dangerous to man at large. I've got to catch him again for the third fucking time. You got to confront this guy within less than twelve pages. 
Lifeo seems to have lost all sorts of mastery over, not lost. Where did I read that? I just added that word. Seems to have all sorts of mastery over heat. And that will be the means I'll use to track him down. So he's basically tracking the heat, tracking the heat, essentially. He's following the, the, the trail of heat. I didn't even know this was something the Flash could do. Uh, apparently it is. That's a sci- Maybe that's his science power instead of anything else. Oh, okay. There he is in that strange gold, gold-coated projectile. I've got to get him. See, he didn't want money. Again, he just needed the gold to help build his thing. You know, you can, you can almost kind of sympathize with him. He does, yeah, to be honest, Mazan doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. He's not hurting anybody. Hey, he did try to shoot the heat things at Flash. Yes. But, I mean, you could argue that was self-defense, too. You could argue it. You could argue that. I'm not arguing it. I'm just saying one could. <laughs> I don't know. He seems pretty apathetic when he's when he's. I'm not uh, saying he's a good guy. Here. I'm just saying as far as villains go, he doesn't seem that bad. Go a couple more panels further, and you'll see he's pretty bad. <laughs> All right. with, a, with a burst of super speed, the human hurricane reaches his quarry, and he's screaming, yeah, let go. And he says, not until you tell me where you are, who you come from. And I like that they don't go through the whole thing again because we already know. We just skipped to. All right. So as as this trap thief in the future has told the story, he says, so you see, it's in your interest to let me return to my own age. I'll never come back to bother you or your civilization again. We can just forget this whole thing happened and be cool. But quickly, the Flash's keen scientific mind probes the secrets of the time vehicle. And he says, your time capsule works by heat. Tremendous heat. When you take off, the resultant blast will be great. He's basically saying, you're going to blow this fucking city off. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be like 10, 10 mile, 10 mile crater. crater. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 10 mile crater. No problem. Let's go. Let's do this thing. And Flash is like, no, you're going to like kill all these people. He's like, only a few thousand. It's not like, come on. Let's, not let's important. Do this. He's like, no, no, no. I'll get you back to the future, but I'm going to get you back another way. It's like without a time. What the fuck? Are you No, that what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah. I, and I like how he just knows this or he's decided this. He's like, with my super speed, by traveling fast enough, close to the speed of light, I can set up vibrations that will project our bodies into the future. Accurately, apparently. Because uh, I remember he always had the cosmic treadmill and the, yeah. the treadmill would help him use the speed to then direct it to the right place. So, the, But here, he's just, he's just going he's, for it. He's got he's just, like, down a guy up. Maybe your, maybe your <laughs> particles will disintegrate on the way. I, I don't know. We're going to find out know. together. He said, this racetrack's not being used right now. All right, this is a good place. Let, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to go at super speed. And they're like, whoa, he's fading out of sight. Then as the rate of the champion speedster hits a certain level, he said, ah, oh, I did it. We're passing through the mists of time. He just knows this. He sees mists and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, we're, this is it. Those mists of time you've heard about. I think those are metaphors, Barry. No, no, he just knows. He's naming it as he goes. He can and do whatever suddenly, he wants. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly on the future time track, a roadblock appears. Roadblock quotes. He says, oh my God, this, there's a time barrier of some kind that, that some scientists have theorized about. Mazan didn't notice it coming to our era because he was traveling the other way. So there's a barrier that, of course, many scientists, many have been theorizing about. You should Google that. Did, do scientists theorize a time barrier? With every erg, what is this word erg? It's the second time I've heard this. This is a word they used in the 50s that they just stopped using altogether. Uh, it must have been. Erg. I'll look it up right now. Erg. A unit of work or energy. Okay. Sounds like a nerd term. <laughs> Definitely. Running on a treadmill, hardly moving forward. Oh, oh, he's even, look, that's like an Easter egg. It's like running on a treadmill. It's almost like yep. you're planting the seeds for the classroom treadmill. Faster, faster, gyrating the flash legs till finally I broke through the time barrier. And then in Mazan's area, he's explaining everything. He's like, look, and got, to, and so to see justice done, I brought Mazan back to this court, your honor. So you can fucking shoot him off to the desolate planet like you plan to do in the first place. Like, geez, do you realize what you're leaving him to? This is, I feel like this is kind of cruel. Again, I know you're going to defend Mazda or you're not going to defend Mazda like I'm going to. 
And this guy says, when we put him in a time capsule again, we'll make sure we're going to check this time. We didn't do the double check. We're going to make sure he yep. travels into the future where he belongs. And Flash says, cool. Uh, I guess we're good then. I'm out of here. And then another short burst of speed. And, and then he's right back like where he was. He goes back and these, these guys that knows him disappeared just see him reappear just in the, in the, in the same place. Incredible how Flash can move with time accuracy and apparently with location. Well, all right, I guess we can imagine whatever physical location in that century he was sent backwards was around Central City. So we're just kind of in the same place, but definitely moving through time. Here. And he could also transport somebody safely to the future, cracking through with a huge time crack, barriers. going through a time barrier. Apparently. Apparently. And as we wind down in the police laboratory, sometime afterward, Barry or this other scientist guy is saying, you know, Barry, weeks have gone by and another one of those strange robberies. And Barry says, huh, I guess the thief was caught and is serving time somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's a little in joke uh, for, Je- for Jerry, for Jerry, for Barry. I almost called him Jerry Allen. That's his cousin. Um, Interesting that DC doesn't have all these issues, by the way, I noticed on the app. Luckily, they had this one, but the next one they have is showcase number eight, which makes me really want to find. It just must mean they probably couldn't get scannable copies of six and seven. I'm guessing like some of these probably just they just don't have at all. Yeah. So these these showcase books, if you if you look them up, they're different top. (laughs) They're different topics each book. So some of them are like, um, you know, superhero themes. Some of them aren't. So I think they just kind of put the ones that kind of fit with current continuity um, kind of like in there. So I think if you look at showcase number one, I think showcase number one's like a horror one, I think. We should review that. Well, I wouldn't technically be a Silver Age, Silver Age spotlight, I guess, because it's the yeah. issues before the Silver Age. All right. So, you know, you were saying, you know, I was trying to defend Mazda and saying he's not that bad. Then you, what was your problem with Mazda? You said we were going to see how horrible he is. I didn't see him do anything that bad. Well, he was pretty apathetic to the fact that his spaceship taking off would leave a 10 mile wide crater killing thousands of people. Yeah. But he didn't do it in the end. Well, he was going to do it (laughs) because Barry stopped him. Barry stopped him. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. You know, but he's from the future. Like, you know, things are different then. That's true. But in fairness, I mean, these guys are going to send him off to a desolate planet. Like, I don't know. He's been through That's a true. lot. I want to have a little sympathy for Mazda. Again, yeah, we, said, they don't even say it was for, we see him being a thief in this century, but I don't think we ever see them say what his crimes are in the other No, century. I don't think so. So he might've done, I mean, we don't know. He could be a fucking rapist. He could just, he could have just like, jaywalked. Like it, could, it really could be a range of, of issues. It could, it could be anything. I mean, he's a cross between the Joker and Lex Luthor. So just mix their crimes together. And maybe that's what he was doing. All right. That being said, do you want to, uh, so the first story was actually written by Bob Kaniger. Oh. And I see in the credits here. So the second, the first story was Bob Kaniger. So it was a different writer, but same artist, Car- Carmine Infantino. So okay. why don't you take it first this time? Yeah. So I thought the, uh, I'll start with the, uh, the story on this one. So I thought the story left a little bit. Um, there's a little bit to be desired with this story. Um, I thought it went on a little bit too long. Unlike the the previous one, which is, which is right. amazing for a 12, 12 page story. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they needed to imprison Mazdan and then let him go free and then catch him again. And it, it, it went on for one too many times. So I'm going to give the story on this one a three. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I could have used a little bit more explanation on some of his new powers and how he knew he could do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of just kind of left flat. Um, the art on this one, I thought was very similar to the the previous story. I thought it was pretty good for Silver Age art. 
Um, seeing that it's the same artist, I didn't see anything major deficiencies in here. I'm going to give this one a four on the art. So I'm going to give this story a seven out of 10. All right. Well, I think I'm with you there on the art because you know, it's, it's pretty much the same, same guy, same stuff. Uh, it, it would be inconsistent for me to, to say anything wildly yeah. different. So I'm going to give a four on the art. I think I'm with you once again, man. I think we're in sync here. This was, wow. this was a step back from the first issue. So I think it's definitely not as good or first half of the issue, the first story. And whereas I feel like Bob Kaniger in the first issue was a little more careful with like trying to make sure everything Barry said made sense here. We didn't get as much of like, He's just like, oh yeah, I can go through time. I can just push it through time. It's fine. It's like, well, I don't know. A little, little bit less of an explanation. And I agree. Somehow, somehow we find a way to get a, what felt like filler in a in a twelve page story. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, you really didn't need to to get him in jail, catch it, catch him. It's like he did this three times. It felt like we're in a, a time loop of our own. Yeah. And it, it it's still some strange inconsistencies. Like, why would I guess he's captured. I guess the flash has stopped him. So he kind of has to listen to the Flash's solution here, but like, why does he want, he shouldn't want to go back to that time where they're just going to take him and, and send him off to the, he should want to go somewhere else entirely. Right. You know? Why was he saying I, he was, and he, he was even saying that, Oh, I'm going to go back, get back to my time. So I can like, no, but that's where you go to jail. Like the time is where you, they just send you back to the desolate 50th century. Like, why do you want to do that? And he seemed right. okay with it. He didn't seem like yeah. he was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going back. Great. Let's go. That's great. Let's go. So that seemed a little strange to me. And I, and frankly, I, I brought this up earlier. I want to know what Mazan did. Cause I need to know, is this a horrible character that I should not feel bad for that he's being sent to a bit desolate planet? Or is this like, should I be sympathetic? Should I be like, dude, this guy's just trying to get home. Yeah. He's got to steal some stuff. He's got to bring into to a bank, uh, but he's from the future. And what do you want him to do? You know? I mean, I think uh, any additional Mazdan stories will have to be left for a very future episode. I want a Mazdan year one. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling. Use this character recently. Do you think, like, at some point, because you know how Marvel and DC, they'll just print, they'll just keep making new stories just to keep the IP. Do you think that they yeah. still have Mazdan's IP? <laughs> when's, I'm going to look him up. When's the last time he was in a story? 1977. Wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. So, what, I mean, he might, uh, it flash. And that was the last time he appeared. So it's been almost 50 years. Uh, according, according to what I'm reading here, the last books he was in was flesh books. Mazda new earth. Uh, history. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, here we go. Flash, he's, he's been Flash, two fifty four to two fifty six. For okay, anyone now, who's interested, I got a new last appearance for you. Okay, this according to this, the life. There's a book called The Life Story of the Flash, December 1997. Okay, so maybe that was like a this happened. You know, if it's recapping a story, maybe they talk about one of his early adventures with Mazan. That's what all. That's okay, what I mean that's a is this classic story? Classic stuff, absolutely. Classic stuff. All right. Well, either way, uh, I think we both agree. If you see this in a dollar bin, Jesus fucking Christ, get the hell out of there. Just be casual. Yep. Go pay the dollar. Don't act weird. Just, just, yep. just do it. Or if you see this for almost any price, because honestly, even I think even even a two will probably fetch you a pretty penny. For this one. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, the Flash. I grew up with. Uh, I didn't grow up with Barry Allen Flash myself, but I did like the Flash in the '90s growing up. So it's nice to see the. I mean, technically Jay Garrick is the original flash, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, Barry Allen is the real first flash. Sorry. Yeah. It was, it was nice to go back and read the original origin of the flash in its unedited, uh, entirety. Um, 
you know, don't often get to read books that are from the fifties. Um, so this was a real treat, I think. Um, and by the way, we give this a 15 out of 20 combined average score. Not bad. But I'd say this is a must read for anyone who's a fan of the flash, um, or flat fan of, uh, early DC books. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, especially ones that we look at that are of historic significance, no matter the quality of it, a lot of them will end up being still like a must read because, you know, it's like, yeah, you just got to see what happened. Even if the way it happened sucked. (laughs) Absolutely. It's still historic. (laughs) So check it out. It's probably going to be a lot of the recommendations, especially when you, they're so easy to get on like the DC infinite app or what have you. Yep. Saves you a hundred thousand dollars. All right. Well, Eric, it's been fun diving into the silver age. We're going to be doing this every single month here in the SBC comics club. So until next time we need a sign off. We need a very special silver age sign off. Any thoughts? Oh, I had an idea by the way, you know, sure. we we're talking it. we had, we had it narrowed down to two subjects, you know, two books we were going to do. Yeah. How about we do that again, but instead of you giving me two and I choose you give me two and I'll post them as a poll in the Patreon and the, and then they will just, the, the fans will decide. I love that. Love that idea. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, hopefully somebody can help us with the sign off because I didn't think of it. And so until next time, read Silver Age comics and change the world. Change the world. Good night. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.